Welcome to Murder on Silk Road, the podcast that talks about、uh, Asian and European true crime cases. Though today we have an in-between episode, so we're going to talk about whatever we want. My name is Lena, and with me is my friend and co-host Julia. Sup? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for taking the intro, because、um, oh, no. I remain sick as I was yeah, last I week's episode.、Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you for taking that. No, that's all right.、Um, I didn't know where to stop, so I just kind of <laughs> kept on talking. But、uh, so I'm supposed to be leading today's in between, but honestly, I wasn't really sure what to do. And then we got an Instagram DM. The first. The first ever, and it was really interesting because it wasn't. Well, I don't know if that person's a listener. But they basically run an account all about the Emanuela Orlandi case. Yeah, so my last case. Exactly. And first of all, we really want to thank this person for reaching out to us and sending the documents over. So we thought we would talk about that this episode. But before we get into that, <laughs> sure. You know, I just want to be a bit more chill today. <laughs> yeah. No. Let's do that. Had a long week,、let's、work week, and yeah. Catch up. So. It's not. We're not there yet. But when this episode comes out,、mm-hmm. your birthday has just passed. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm not sure which day this comes out, but I think、December. it's like the fourth、right? of December. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so would have passed now. Yeah. So, um, what did you do for your birthday? Oh. <laughs> Or um, I guess more accurately for us now, what are、mm-hmm. you planning to do for your birthday? So it is a workday, but、um, just to make it, you know, a bit more special than a regular workday, I planned a sort of workshop thingy experience. Okay. Like in the late afternoon, and I actually got this as a wedding gift. Sort of, there's this an online coupon, and you can do a bunch of different activities with vendors that kind of. Uh, participate or they're on this website,、uh-huh. and in Kyoto they had this one where I guess in the past people didn't maybe didn't wear perfume, but they had these little、uh, nice smelling satchels, little、yeah. tiny bags where they、yeah. put in sort of yeah incense smell. And there's this workshop where you can make your own little bag,、mm. and I'm gonna go there with、That's、a、cute. new friend I made.、Um, so yeah. That will be nice, and then in the evening after work, we booked a restaurant. It should be a nice place. It's a very small kind of, I don't know, maybe up to ten people or something at a. Oh, that's very small. Yeah, yeah, and you don't know. There's no menu, or you basically just say, "Omakase," or oh, you like, leave it. We'll leave it yeah, to the cook. You'll leave kind it up of, to them. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. There's like three different price ranges, and you know we got the cheapest one, but it's still. Should be really delicious. So okay. <laughs> yeah, well, do you know kind、it. of what food they serve? Um, I think it's just sort of modern. It is Japanese based, and I think they use local, you know, ingredients and all that. That's But、cool. I'm not really sure what exactly it's going to be. I can take some pictures. I guess and we can post it here if. People are interested. If you are interested, well, take pictures but... anyway, because I want to see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be, 
it would be nice, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that would have been my birthday. But what I'm more excited about is my dad's birthday, yeah, to be honest. I was just going to say, because <laughs> your dad's... <clears throat> I'm so sorry, guys. Because um, your dad's birthday is right before your own. Yeah. And he, of course, every time we ask him, so dad, what do you want for your birthday? He already nothing. I have everything. Just, <laughs> you know, for you to be happy and stuff like that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, but um, so I got in, I got inspired by Instagram this year oh, because okay. they recommended a reel to me. Maybe I mean, there's different versions, but the one we're gonna do is where this team from Africa mm -hmm. they do this elaborate singing, dancing, and sort of celebration video for whoever you want it done oh. to. So what happens? I think they will have like I don't know seven, eight people topless. Um, And then they would start off by saying, happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. And then the one I'm going to go for, they're going to do a little song, happy birthday to you. And then one person takes a printed out picture of whoever you're doing it for, goes to the front of the camera and starts kissing the picture. And then they just start, <laughs> suddenly the music uh, changes to like, I'm sexy and I know it. And they start just dancing. It's just very, very wholesome and okay. unexpected, I think. Yeah, that's um, not something I think you people would expect to get. You're right. And yeah. it'll definitely make your dad smile. Exactly. I think that's all that matters. He'll be happy. And then uh, I'm sure he's going to send it to all his friends and they're going to have a laugh. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll show it to you once it's done. For sure. Definitely do that. I also got a so I asked my mom for a picture uh, to print out. I didn't tell her what it's for, just that it's for the birthday. And she sent me a bunch. And there was one picture where my dad, he has this wine glass in his hand. And he has this smoldering kind of evil look in it. <laughs> and that's the one we're going to go for. Okay, so he was already wine drunk, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, I look forward to it. Or I guess mm -hmm. in connection to this episode, I'm sure it went super well yeah i'm sure it's gonna be <laughs> a lot of fun <laughs> yeah yeah but that's cool. it um anything else if not we can get into the re revelations mm, nothing for me i like my week like yours was busy and mm. i don't have anyone's birthday other than yours and oh. i mean We we already know this, but like, we're sending each other packages, one from mm. me to you and one from you to me, and yeah, I think you'll just be very happy with the stuff in there. It'll definitely not get to you by your birthday because nah, that's fine. the post, it's very weird because the post from Japan to Germany is like, it's so quick. But the mm -hmm. other way around, it takes forever. So, yeah, it's it sucks. But I think you'll enjoy. Yeah. No worries. I I'm a patient person. And I mean, I put and some gonna be worth some it. little surprises in there. Mm. Like, I mean, stuff that we talked about, but also some stuff that you won't be expecting. I think. Ooh, I'm excited for it. <laughs> and I'm excited for yours because I have no idea what you got. Yeah, because you pretty much had no main major requests, so I just 
kind of went crazy in the supermarket and bought whatever I saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's always gone well up to this point. I still love my That's apron good. and the t-shirt, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, but yeah, no, there's nothing other than that. I'm still sick, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, let's get into it. All right, well, so what basically happened was, I guess it was after the first uh, part one of Emanuela Orlandi. A few days later, uh, we got, well, I guess for us it's a few days ago, we got the DM Mm. that basically said nothing and just sent, um, well, at first it was Italian. It was just this Italian document for like a ledger, so money that was spent and all that yeah it was something that i mentioned in part two Mm -hmm. it was this um summary report that yeah that a journalist came into possession of in 2017 which um was kind of in all uh titled summary report of the expenses incurred by the vatican city state for activities relating to the citizen emanuela orlandi And so was that that document then? I'm pretty sure because, I mean, I didn't like Mm -hmm. take everything that was in it and like run it through a translator. But what I did see is that it was this like ledger that we talked about um, Mm -hmm. with the list of expenses that were incurred between like 1983 and 1997, with the last one being um, the very ominous general activity and transfer to the Vatican City with related final paperwork for 21 million lire, lire, whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. that matches up with the last entry in that document. Yeah. And the title is also relative a la cittadina, so I guess citizen Emanuela Relating to the citizen Emanuela Orlandi. Yeah. So that and is it like also the, had the road you mentioned. Yeah, in the the, UK. the um, um, Clapham Road. Yeah, yeah. So that is basically the Italian version of that, and the original, not well, pr- not the original, but like the copied information from the original. I'm gonna guess, but this was mm-hmm. also the um, document where the authenticity was kind of like questioned a couple times mm-hmm. because people living in Vatican City are called subjects and not citizens. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are some spelling errors and everything. So right, there is that that slight bit of uncertainty, like, hmm, is this authentic? But it does sort of... That is what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, six hours after that, they send another, I guess... For us, more interesting because we can read it. Yeah. Documents in English where a lot of the names are sort of blacked out or censored. And this was extremely interesting, I think. So you read through everything, right? Yes. Yeah, I did. So basically what it was is that the second document um, that we Mm -hmm. got sent was, um, I guess, like excerpts of separate interviews by different people that are not named um mm-hmm. all regarding unlinked people unlinked people all regarding sort of this um cardinal poletti and also mm-hmm. a lot of them were 
kind of talking about the connection between Poletti and Enrico de Pedis, who was a member of the Banda de la Maliana. So yes. it did. So the I did one talk who was, about who was in the basilica buried there even exactly he was a criminal exactly and it did talk about that like that favor that he did for cardinal poletti mm -hmm. like it did there was um one of the interviews or one of the excerpts of the interviews did mention that and how like they were connected and um yeah it definitely corroborated stuff that i was talking about last time Mm -hmm. And there was a lot more on Cardinal Poletti, actually, that I definitely didn't, because I didn't focus that much on him. But this mm -hmm. document or these interviews really go down that road that of like yeah. this Poletti dude being very, very central and mm -hmm. this being like a pedophilia sex ring. Yeah, and so this person, they wanted to remain anonymous, so we're not going to say the account name, obviously, but uh, basically the account has a lot of articles and documents regarding the Emanuela Orlandi case. Yeah, but obviously we don't know like who runs this account, where, I mean, they said that the information that they sent us was all like public record, so this was something that everybody could look up, but then again, like, there is that, okay, just because it's public, like, how much, like... I don't think they said it was public record. I think um, they did, didn't they? So they said these are the testimonies, both public and private, of numerous unlinked people gathered over the course of about four years. So there are some public, but it's not yes. obvious from just looking at them, like, which are public and which are not. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't really fact check them for their mm. authenticity but yeah. if they are all true then it paints a very disturbing picture yeah so yeah i guess we can just kind of present that information or that picture of what really happened according to this account or these documents that are posted here and i was gonna say um, it's all alleged, mm -hmm. but this is what might have happened. Yes. So it is very, I think we did kind of talk about this theory as well, where there's this sort of sex trafficking, or yeah, I guess human trafficking, a sex ring, uh, where people high ranking in the system, in the Vatican like, of course, not everyone, but there are certain individuals who are behind this network and they are exploiting and abusing these, I guess, minors. I'm not, I mean, I think in this so, case, yeah. it was young girls, but could have been boys as well. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they were, to be honest. <laughs> we just don't know. It but, does talk um, only about girls, but I doubt yeah. that it was only basically it kind of felt like allegedly poletti he had this huge network going on of grooming or um i'm not even sure how much of grooming it was because he didn't really no. i think put in a lot of effort to make them feel safe or something like that no. but basically he had this 
what was the wording? Not like a monastery, but this. Yeah, this um, uh, to a convent. Oh yeah, the convent. And it was just young girls, according to these documents, a bit different from your typical convent where people did a lot of things communally. And here everybody had their own room and they, it was very strict and they were kind of just supposed to stay in their rooms. And Poletti would frequently visit the convent with other men who were, I suppose, highly ranked politically. Either in the church or like... Other than that, like, yeah. in society generally. Yeah. But, yeah, basically he often invited his quote-unquote friends for these dinner parties. And um, some of the girls that they put into this convent or, like, kept at this convent were then sort of invited to these dinner parties. Yeah, so was, there was this one woman who was in charge of the whole convent, mm -hmm. right? the mother superior and she says that she never actually saw anything but from what she says she does imply that you know they made kind of raunchy jokes at these dinner parties so these part some of these parties were in the actual convent with the girls there and they were also drinking alcohol and she felt like they were maybe trying to get them drunk or something and they would make comments like oh you're such a gorgeous creation of god Blah. basically just not very priesty things very <laughs> Very gross things. And later on, after the dinner party, they would go to the girls' rooms. And he would also have these sessions. So this is separate from these dinner parties. But when he would just visit the convent, he would have confessions with them. So he would individually meet these girls for like 40 minutes, an hour. And the next one would come in. So, yeah. Like he basically created this, allegedly, created this... I guess for, for him, this kind of mm. paradise yeah. in a way where he could just abuse and misuse all of these girls who were under his wing, in a sense. And that this is, you know, on large scale. And he basically would also, like you said earlier, use these girls to kind of or offer them up to other people in power. And then they would owe each other or owe him favor And basically with Emanuela and Mirella, they were casualties, pretty much, from this. Exactly, yeah. Mm. And how the the mafia... I'm so bad with names. Banda de la Magliana, so the Eneco de, de Pedis. Yes. So, and the reason he's involved is because he basically helped them cover it up, in a sense. Yeah, or whether he was sent to kill her, but there was this one part in the document where he, I think he was questioned or asked about it, and he said we would never uh, kill. Like as a yeah, Catholic, I would he never. He would never kill, kill but that he um, was like, even if he'd been involved in the kidnapping, yeah. he wouldn't have like killed an innocent like her. So it's mm -hmm. possible that he was involved in sort of the uh, acquisition, let's say, of these young girls. Mm -hmm. But if there was any murder, he was saying he was not involved. Mm. So I guess what makes me wonder is what went wrong with Emanuela and Mirella. Because they obviously, if we were to believe 
what's it said in these documents, they had this whole thing going on and it was working for them, right? And he was making a lot of money from all the donations and the connections he kind of nurtured with by abusing all of these girls. But what went wrong? So one part of the document, I think it mentioned Emanuela possibly being pregnant and she yeah. was going to tell her parents. Yeah. So do you think that would have been a reasonable, I guess, excuse or I guess a reason for them to to murder her? But that would that would mean that she had been likely raped before she disappeared. And mm-hmm. then that wouldn't make sense because if she was pregnant and that's why they made her disappear why would they have then brought her to the convent so it's either like i feel like she was i don't think she was brought to the convent from what i understood the convent was separate so there was there's this part here that i'm looking at um yeah i have reason to believe that it was a crime with a sexual motive resulting in her Mm -hmm. murder and the concealment of her corpse as Mm -hmm. stated also by blank parties were organized in which a gendarme gendarme something uh, of the holy see acted as a recruiter of underage girls i have reason to believe that emanuela fell victim to this circle and then there's the next bit where it says the two girls gregory and olandi were victims of exploitation having been lured and then forced to participate in parties organized for high-ranking people um mm-hmm. parties were organized often taking place at the headquarters of a foreign embassy to the Holy See and enticing the girls with the prospects of making some money and having some fun. That is what it says in the one bit. But Mm -hmm. then it says here, um, what I mentioned as well was that um, Emanuela had been harassed in the Vatican Gardens Mm -hmm. before her disappearance. And she was too nervous to tell her family but she did confide in a friend Mm -hmm. um but then there's that other bit that you were saying about her possibly being pregnant so it it seems like a lot of people are alluding to the same thing there's sort of being this illegal underground prostitution Mm -hmm. and like pedophilia ring but then it seems like there's a couple of Uh, separate stories to what could have happened exactly yeah i mean that's something we can't know right yeah but i think from what i understand he basically was in a position where he could do whatever he wanted he saw these girls either you know new convents at the uh, new girls at the convent or i mean that that's a perfect place for him right there are no parents and he's like the most respected, powerful person there. And then there's the girls he sees day to day, right, at the Vatican. And because the document was saying that Emanuela was in the music department, so also in the choir, that's why he would have seen her around and would have been able to point her out and say, oh, I want you guys to, well, whoever his henchmen were or something, to maybe bring her for something. And From what I understand, so the convent thingy was separate. He was running that. And then at the same time, whenever he saw someone, you know, in his day-to-day life, he felt 
he was preying on that person, he was also in a position to, I guess, abuse them, right? So if we believe the friend who Emanuela confided in, then she was harassed by, I'm not sure if it was Paletti or maybe someone working for him. It said someone close to the Pope, I think. Okay, that's right, yeah. So she might have already been abused at that time. And I think there was also this one bit in the documents where it said that she kind of got into a van and then was taken away or something. So I think she was just forced for a while to go with them and they did, you know, whatever they did to her. And then she was sent back home or something. But then something happened that one time that led to complications for the, you know, the for Poletti, for the cardinal, and it resulted in her death. Mm. I'm mm. actually looking at another of the uh, posts by this person, mm -hmm. and it's basically, I think it's an article from a the, the newspaper or the news agency La Stampa, which I think I mentioned, from mm -hmm. uh, September 1958. And basically the article is about how two bishops escaped death, one being Poletti, um, because they were like in a car accident, and how they were then like treated for one broken nose, but mm -hmm. um, generally like there being a like possibly being damaged to like the frontal lobe like who knows whiplash or whatever but basically the only thing they know is that there was a broken nose but mm -hmm. potential damage to like the frontal lobe um mm. it says here um in addition to potential development of lesions could explain Poletti's later lack of impulse control which i right. find fascinating mm -hmm. because maybe he would have still been a pedophile but maybe it wouldn't have gone to such like huge acted on it or yeah or maybe yeah, it just scale. yeah it wouldn't have been to the same scale mm -hmm. who knows but i just find that very interesting yeah i mean it's i wonder i mean it's a difficult thing But he died now, right? He's not around anymore. I think so, yeah. But he died in the 90s, I think. So, so much time has passed. And I wonder why, like, uh, it's easy for us to say, why no one, why is no one coming forward? Because he's dead now for so long. There's maybe nothing to fear anymore. But then again, I, like, I would tell you, I mean, victims would probably just want to forget about it and not ever talk about it. Mm. So it is difficult. Yeah. I guess why, like, in so many of the, these cases where, you know, a priest or someone within the system kind of abuses children or minors and then they get away with it or they're protected, I guess it's also because they are symbols of this, I don't know, institution, right? So if it's confirmed that they did something horrible like this, then it would damage the whole reputation mm. of the system, the institution. So that's why even now they're trying to cover, cover it up or sweep it under the rug. 
Right. But it is nice to see that there's still so many people fighting for justice. Yeah, definitely. Trying to figure out what the answer is. Definitely. Yeah, so this was definitely very interesting to receive and to look through. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, obviously everything we were just talking about, this is all alleged or what can be inferred from the information that we were sent or that are like public record or not Mm -hmm. documents that were found and published so there's no answer but these do paint a horrible picture yeah and i think what also makes this case so crazy was when it did happen when the girls disappeared there was so much you know distraction and i think that was all orchestrated red herrings right so that people focus somewhere else because none of them actually ever went anywhere they were just there at the time being so um to get people's attention right possibly yeah Mm. did you ever get the chance to watch the netflix documentary i still haven't okay i still haven't but i i mean i just have not had time but it's definitely still on my list but Mm. um i feel like a lot of the things that will be shown in the docu-series will seem Mm. very familiar to me at this point. Yeah, and I wonder if they actually talk about these documents. Yeah, and I wonder, because, I mean, every documentary has a sort of viewpoint, right? Or a story Mm. that they're trying to tell. So I wonder, like, from what point of view they're doing the documentary. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious when I do actually get to watching that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this um, this case continues to confound. And yeah, I'm very glad that the investigation was reopened. Exactly. That was just what I was going to say. Hopefully they actually find the truth now because it, so much time has passed and the people who were in power back then hopefully are no longer in power. So we are finally at a stage where, yeah, people just want justice. Yeah. Sorry, I just, there's nothing else I can really say to that. That's, <laughs> that's basically, yeah, that's the yeah, important I mean, bit. That's all we can hope for, for these girls and for their families. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. This is, this is so heavy. And I mean, I hope we did the case justice we're back to justice but i hope but i hope that i presented everything that could be important in a proper way and i hope yeah that it i did it in a um, sensitive manner and basically we don't want to um disrespect anybody involved or any of the families because this is a horrible thing and Especially now that it's sort of reopened, hopefully this will just be another bit of calling it into the forefront of people's minds once more and Mm -hmm. pushing people to make progress and find evidence and solve this. Yeah, and maybe for someone who has these secrets buried from years ago, decades ago, to finally have the courage to come forward and say, I know what happened and yeah yeah definitely (sighs) 
<sighs> so much for that. So much for that. And I'm, I'm sorry, it's supposed to be my in-between where I prepare stuff for you. But in the end, <laughs> well, it's about this, your case again. But This came to us and this was too interesting true. not to talk about. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, but I was trying to think, going back to my case, if there's anything we kind of still wanted to discuss and we didn't get a chance to, but I don't think so, right? To be honest, we just recorded it, but I have no idea what your case was. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot. It's the Black Dahlia of oh, Hong Kong. Oh, 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 right, 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 right. I just yes. completely blanked. I was like, what was it? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, the only thing I need to say to that is mm -hmm. after we recorded it, like the next yeah. morning for me, the, like the yeah. next day you had sent me the picture being oh, right. like oh yeah this is what the dude looked like this is like his sketch and it was the first thing I saw when I woke up yeah and <laughs> it was terrifying that being the very first thing I saw that day like it was That's so true. scary that is true that because really actually I was supposed to send it to you you know as we were recording right because I was telling you that his actual photo or how he actually looks isn't really how the sketch looked. That's why mm -hmm. it might have been difficult to recognize him at the hospital. But yeah, and then, oh, shit, I didn't send you the other pictures. But yeah. And then... But you can see it, right? Like, it doesn't really look like him. No, but yeah, that was just um, a yeah, fun little about that. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. It woke me up. That's good. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, no, there was nothing else, I think. Okay. I did consider maybe covering the bank heist, oh. but I looked into it a little bit and there might just be too much information to be in between. Okay. So potentially maybe a future case, but we'll see about that. Maybe we can, um, what was his name? Patrick Chen? Um, Paul? Something with no, P. No, wait, wait. <laughs> Something with P. Philip. Philip. Well, yeah. it would be nice to uh, revisit Philip Chan's career. At some point in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, there was another case maybe as well, so I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> well, there's never a shortage of stuff to cover. That's true, that's true. There's, And the thing is, I think people might have noticed we try to go to different countries as well. Yeah. Just so there's more you know diversity. And there is still the problem that, you know, we only speak that many languages or read that many yeah. languages. So even though we do try to cover more places, I think it will, at least for me, in the end, be more cases about that are in Chinese or Japanese to mm. research or German perhaps, but you know, you're more, you're better at that. But <laughs> that might just be what, you know, pops up a bit more because we can actually do more thorough research there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, in that we do want to not just get like the mainstream information mm -hmm. from the cases, but maybe just like these sort of very niche yeah. bits of information. Like but detail. I mean, obviously not speaking that many languages, we can't do that for that many countries. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what we wanted to achieve with this podcast is also just bringing cases sort of more into the forefront of people's minds that aren't talked about a lot because they are from 
I don't know, that from smaller countries that the international media is like, meh, there's other things to cover, like mm. celebrities' new hair colors and shit like that. So, yeah, we do want to try and have a diverse range of cases and countries. Mm-hmm. And I think we're both kind of shying away from, like, especially, like, like very certain cases from our countries that we know mm. are a thing. But, yeah. Wait, we what? We know our well, what? Well, I mean, there's some, like, very well-known like japanese or well-known chinese and german cases and we that's true we haven't covered those like on purpose because we're (laughs) yeah kind of we're shying away from them so we're yeah working ourselves up to that basically we're steering clear from the mainstream or trying our best trying yeah (laughs) but at some point those cases are mainstream for a reason and they're super interesting but for now, I'm, like, too nervous to do them. <laughs> well, I guess before we end the episode, do you have a little hint or a teaser about your next case? Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. None of that. I guess we'll just have to be patient and wait. Yes, I guess okay. you will. I gave you a teaser last time. Well, I'm just going to say... It's because I don't know yet what I'm doing. So there's no hint to give. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I thank you for your honesty. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I seriously haven't decided. Yeah, no worries. Um, It'll be a surprise then. For all of us, me included. For all of us. (laughs) Okay. So I guess that's it then. Keeping this in between shorter, finally, like it's supposed to be. Not like my last time. No, no, that was important. Yeah, but yeah, not really an in-between, so defined. No, that's that's all right. Okay, well, I hope you get better soon. Thank you. And I hope everyone's getting ready for the festive season coming up. Well, not everyone celebrates Christmas, but... Well, yes, let's... um, Happy holidays and all. Happy holidays and just enjoy winter or summer if you are in the Southern Hemisphere. True. (laughs) Just enjoy life, people. Try your best to enjoy life. That's it. Yeah, and maybe we'll see you next time. Hopefully. We'll be here. We'll be here. (laughs) All right, then take care and see you next time. Bye. Bye.